Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard ranked ladder. I'm your host, Darren Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Grandmasters and Masters Torcaster, Dragon Rider, and Major Death. So... If your if your title gets any longer, <laughs> Dragon Rider, it's going to be longer than the rest of the intro. It's... I, know. I didn't add that. Okay. So, so stop being so darn successful. I guess is what I'm uh, saying. Man, <laughs> Ugh. you know, it's so hard too because like I am so excited, but at the same time, I am terrified, and I still feel like I don't work hard, and that I still have so like such a long way to go. I'm at, I know we're we're going to get into it. I feel like I'm at a crossroads, but maybe it's a bridge. I don't know. All right. Anyways, you're going to, I'm kill practicing it. my cringe. You're going to kill it. <laughs> like us. how much cringe can I add to the cast on Friday? Hmm. Yeah. You're going to kill it. And that's all there yeah. is to it. So you're going to have to learn how to deal you. with that. Yeah, it just you'll just have to to get used to being this awesome. It's I I don't know how you'll manage, but you <sighs> seem to be doing well so know. far. Yes, most days. <laughs> Why don't I jump in and give us last week's poll question? Uh, we asked you: Were you surprised to see a nerf announcement so soon after the mini set launched? We had 20 votes. Thank you to all of you that voted. And with just over half, 55% of you said yes, you were surprised. So I wasn't the only one. I'm glad to glad to see that like my my surprise was was completely unfounded. Uh, No got 25% of the votes and not sure had 20% of the votes. So Thank you so much to all of you that voted. We'll have a poll question at the end of this episode so you can give us some uh, some of your thoughts for next week. And I guess I get to read the first news story. Yes, How about this? Do. This is cha- yeah. changing it up. And, and it's not like it's a small announcement either because Team 5 announces Fractured in Alterac Valley is the next... Hearthstone expansion. That that's right. We the uh, the cat is out of the proverbial bag. We now know we got a teaser uh, yesterday on Monday, and we got the full announcement video today. The uh, the expansion, 135 cards, which we kind of expected, will launch December 7th. So we have a launch date as well. Card reveals start tomorrow as we record this. So. Uh, Wednesday, November 17th, so no big gap between the announcement of the expansion and the new cards. Uh, when After the expansion launches from December 7th to January 11th, all players will compete for honor in order to receive more free rewards and to claim the ultimate victory for their faction. So you declare your horde or alliance allegiance... And from December 7th to 11th, you will earn honor uh, in standard traditional Hearthstone, in Arena, and in the duels mode. You'll gain 10 armor for every game that you play, 10 more armor if you win the game, so 20 total, and an additional 20 
honor for every game won against the opposing faction. So a total of 40 honor can be earned if you are, say, a horde and you beat an alliance player or an alliance player and you beat a horde player. As you gain honor, you climb the ranks within your faction and progress a legendary quest chain that takes you through the Alterac Valley battlefields and rewards cards from the expansion. Uh, all players will receive a diamond copy of the winning faction's leader card. So, um, yeah, that's different. We actually have, like, Horde versus Alliance and Hearthstone for the first time. What do you guys think of that? Uh, I think that we should all three, let's do a countdown, a three, two, one, and then we each say, for the, whichever one we want. Oh, no. I think no, that'd be no, fun. No. <laughs> I should say, well, yes, we should do it. <laughs> as soon a, as uh, <laughs> I, I saw a comment from, ben, a tweet from Ben Hearthstone that says, I'm neutral, I'm Switzerland, I don't want to yes. pick. <laughs> and that, that's kind of how I feel. I've played both factions in my time playing WoW. I've played more Alliance than I've played Horde if I was to count like time wise. But I, you know, it's, I, I think there are, there are good aspects to both, both sides. And it's just like, I, I didn't want to have to pit. I feel like my feelings on this issue are very well documented in this podcast history. So, uh, I don't think you need to ask where I fall on this one. So. It's Horde, right? I'm pretty sure that's uh, well documented. <laughs> yes. I, I picked the Horde because I'm the guy who, you know, generally plays the Horde. <laughs> I am shaking my go. head. Yes, I want the Alliance because... Horde! <laughs> of course I did. I'm an alliance boy. Well, we're, we're going to talk about the, the cards that have been revealed so far during our main topic, but... Uh, to kind of go over some of the other aspects of the new expansion, we learned there are going to be hero cards for all the mercenaries. Uh, they, that was teased, and we got two of them revealed, Guff and Cariel, which we will talk about. There is a new keyword, Honorable Kill, a bonus effect if exact lethal damage to kill an enemy minion on your turn is used. So... Uh, kind of a lengthy description, but basically you kill a minion with exact its exact amount of health, you you will trigger some sort of bonus effect, which is which is I don't I don't know, kind of interesting. Uh, I, I mean, another I mean it sounds oh, like no. another mechanic we had at one point in time. Um overkill anyone <laughs> yeah that didn't that didn't end up being too too popular beyond i wonder the, if that, that i i wonder if that will also follow the same trend <laughs> uh we have another new card type called objectives these are spells with effects that last for three turns that's kind of interesting um not quite sure how that's that's gonna work but we'll we've got a couple examples of those cards that that we'll talk about after a little bit uh you can log in right now uh as of as of this recording on on the uh on the 16th you can log in and choose a golden copy of the faction leader to add to your collection and be able to play immediately 
Uh, we'll talk about those two faction leaders here during the main topic. But uh, yeah, you, you actually, once you log in, after you update to the latest patch, you get, you get that choice and you get to, you get to pick and declare your allegiance for one of the factions right there and get, get a card to play right now. Um, there's two bundles available uh, for pre-order. There is a mega bundle and a standard bundle like there has been in the past. The me- mega bundle has a mega amount of things in it. It is 80 fractured in Alterac Valley card packs, five golden fractured in Alterac Valley card packs, two random golden legendary fractured in Alterac Valley cards, a Vandar Stormpike alternate warrior hero portrait and card back. You get the Battlegrounds perks, you get five mercenary packs and a legendary mercenary card. And this those those you get right now, the mercenary packs and the mercenary cards, so it's going to be presumably one you don't have or it'll be a hundred gold if you have them all. Uh, the standard bundle includes 60 Fractured in Alterac Valley card packs, two random Fractured in Alterac Valley legendary cards, and the new Vandar Stormpike card back. So lots of stuff, and they've included mercenary stuff in the in the mega bundles. So uh, that that's kind of cool. Yes, we like that. Yeah, it is definitely very cool. I mean, I saw it earlier, and I was looking at the store. I was like, "Wow, that is cool! A lot of stuff to be mega, me- mega with a capital M, <laughs> right there. It it sure is. I can't. I honestly am like completely like shocked at how much stuff's in there. So it's like, it's very cool. Yeah, I I, I like that. I definitely. Well, now that I've expanded into battlegrounds and and obviously i've been playing a lot of mercenaries i i I don't know how i'm not going to just get the mega bundle because of all the stuff you get as part of that yeah i mean i've been getting the mega bundle for the past i don't know how many expansions i will continue to get the mega bundle (laughs) yeah exactly i mean so the 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 other good thing is though the the regular bundle has 60 packs with it this time around which is pretty nice yeah that that's a 60 packs and two random legendaries. They're not golden, but they're regular legendaries too. So it feels like, you know, between between the two that you get plus at a minimum you're getting at least two from the packs, the one in the first 10 as well as one in the the next 40 because of the pity timer. So, I mean, that's four legendaries plus you've got the one that you get before the expansion even launches the, the the faction leader as well. So, you know, that's that's a fair amount of legendaries right out of the gate if you if you were to get just the right the standard bundle. Mm-hmm. It is, so very cool. Alright, why don't you tell us about uh the the late the balance patch that went in today. So balance changes among other updates released as part of patch twenty one point eight. Bug fixes and game improvements of note include fixed a bug where Celestial Ink set will not lose durability in some cases where it should have. Fixed a bug where it was possible to move uh, tradable cards around during the other player's turn. Fixed a bug where uh, Monstrous Parrot 
will not trigger death uh, trigger death rattles last triggered by other cards like Oblivatron or Necrium Blade. And then we have Book of Mercenaries, Scabs, now available. Defeat all eight hero uh, bosses in this linear adventure, and we'll reward you with one rogue pack containing only rogue cards from this st uh, from standard. Dragon Rider Cosmetics. Holy cosmetics, Batman. There's a lot. <laughs> like, there is. Oh my god. I opened up, after the patch went live, I opened up the shop, and I'm just like, scroll, scroll, scroll. Like, holy crap. Uh, they dropped a whole bunch, so let's talk about what those are. Infernal Illidan and Steel Garden Malfurion Hero Sets, which are a portrait and a card back, uh, are available for $10 US dollars. There is the Chrome Crusaders bundle, which includes Steel Guardian Malfurion, along with Arcane Sentinel Jaina, Holy Leviathan Anduin, Titan Blade Valera, and Star Ascendant Uther hero portraits for thirty U.S. dollars. Rusted Raiders bundle, which includes Infernal Illidan, along with Forge Rot Garrosh, Fell Colossus Gul'dan, Iron Hunter Rexar. And Mecha Conduit Thrall Hero Portraits for 30 US dollars. And it does say all new portraits include an animated portrait and new voice lines for the base emotes. Mm. Which I know that's uh, definitely something that we've brought up in the past on the show with uh, there were like the alternate heroes and stuff. So very good that they're noting that. Uh, any of you that really like those voice lines. And then the last one we have is Ride or Die Battleground Bundle, which includes Flightmaster Dungar Alternate Bartender and seven new cosmetic hero skins for 20 US dollars. And they look insane. Like, I was just looking at them like, what are these? Like, they don't, to me, they don't even look like Hearthstone portraits. I was they, just looking at them going, what are these? <laughs> they're, they're 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 very oh gosh i i don't even know they they feel very anime very mechish sort of thing that i i don't know they they i'm not necessarily the audience for them but they do look very cool and they're definitely a different style than i think all, all the other portraits that we've seen so far are they are, and they also pay like one of them. Like Thrall looks like Zenyatta from Overwatch. He's got the 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 orbs they has around his neck are the uh, the orbs Zenyatta has rotating around his head. <laughs> so I thought that was a cool reference to another one of their games. Right. Very cool. Okay. Um, all right, Daring. <laughs> yep. So this, yeah, this is the uh, not good part of the news. Wall Street Journal reports Activision CEO Bobby Kotick knew for years about sexual misconduct allegation. Um, article discusses Kotick's own abuse allegation as well as, as intervening to stop other executives from being fired after sexual allegation emerged. Also, former co-leader Jen O'Neill's feelings about whether the company could change with current leadership, as well as feelings on being marginalized in her role. 
Article says more than 500 people, 500 reports from current and former employees alleging uh, alleging harassment, sexual assault, bullying, paid dis- uh, disparities, and other issues since the California lawsuit lawsuit was made public. Jason Shearer of Bloomberg reports more than 100 people are at walkout at Blizzard's campus in Irvine, California, to demand Bobby Kotick's resignation. uh, Attendees telling Bloomberg it was an impressive number considering it was called two hours ago and most of the employees are working from home. So, I mean, that kind of shows you uh, the... uh, the seriousness of what what's going on here. So hopefully we'll have a link to that article. Definitely, definitely read it because there is, uh, it's, it's, it, it sheds some more light on, I guess the things going on there and, and specifically about how much of it, Bobby Kotick actually knew about it and what he was doing or in this case, in a lot of cases not doing about it and uh it 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 sucks that it came out the same day as the announcement of the expansion i felt bad for for the developers in that they were they were commenting as much that you know that the release day uh the 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 talk of a new expansion you know, all that information had been planned, you know, for weeks and they had no idea this was coming. And, and I mean, there's no, they're, they're not going to schedule their thing to try and stop something like this from, from gaining traction. And so it's, it's really, really unfortunate that the, the actions and inactions of, of people doing bad things and and that coming to light is is affecting all the good people doing all the good work that they're doing and um yeah it just it just sucks but definitely read this and and i think i think by the end of the article if you're not convinced that bobby kotick needs to needs to resign i i guess i don't know what to tell you because it just there 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 that seems to be the unequivocal uh, conclusion of pretty much everyone that's been reading it. So, yeah. Well, hopefully this will lead to something. Yeah, hope so because this is yet another heavy, heavy day. You know, definitely. I I feel insanely. I I don't even think like bad is the right word. I just my heart is so heavy for all of the employees right now and especially the Hearthstone team in particular. Um, There was also some WoW content that was coming out today as well, like news and stuff. So both of those teams of of people that put all this work in being affected by this coming out at the same time. But for the Hearthstone team especially, this is twice now. This expansion and last expansion. Two expansions in a row. Yeah. Yeah. And like... You know, for for Hearthstone, I mean, the expansions and stuff are like they're they're a big deal. These are the big things that are happening throughout the year, and for this to be happening, I mean, obviously, like for this to be happening in the first place is totally screwed up. But the fact that then also more news and some of this stuff, the employees didn't even know until it comes out into the public, 
and they find out at the same time as everybody else. It's just, it's so screwed up. And I just, I can't imagine what a lot of those employees are having to deal with right now. So my heart goes out to them, but you know, we, we are still incredibly supportive of all of them, all of the work that they're doing. And no, I, I really hope that they can get some good results and serious change because I, I love these games, you know, and, and even on social media and stuff, I've been following a lot more people that work there and it's just, they are such good, hardworking people. They're just trying to do their job. They love these games too. They want to put out this cool content and do this cool stuff. And, and for them to have to put in, hours and hours and hours and ridiculous crazy things that finally are starting to change a little bit um excited there a lot of u.s employees finally get thanksgiving week off for the first time like ever for the company which yay good they get some time off like they they need it and deserve it um but you know it's it's just incredibly difficult to see all of this unfold and like I said, my heart goes out to them, but I really do hope that that they can make some serious change and that we see a lot of a lot of things happening for the better. Here, here. So, oh, another another emotional point. So, uh, um. So, why don't you go into um the tournament section for this week? Yes. Well, we'll switch gears because at least uh, personally, this is much more, you know, is is the opposite. This is exciting thing, right? Happening this weekend. I know I mentioned it the last couple of weeks, but this weekend it has finally arrived. We're going to have Masters Tour Undercity happening from Friday, November 19th to Sunday, November 21st. The broadcast each day will be starting at 6 a.m. Pacific. And they will have the uh, the packs that you can earn by watching. So you can get two Year of the Phoenix packs by watching for a total of four hours over the weekend. And I will be casting on Friday. Yay. Yeah, we didn't just add that as part of your intro just be, for no reason. <laughs> you, you now get to add to the resume uh, Masters Tour Caster as well, which is, I, I think, just absolutely amazing and and well well deserved and i uh I, I i'm looking forward to to watching this weekend and and seeing um you know the uh new the the new post kind of balance change meta we're gonna have all these people you know it's not just the grandmasters it's gonna be you know everyone that qualified and uh and yeah and we get to see See Dragon Rider cast, cast it. So. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very well Thanks. deserved. You did very very well Thank when you. you did Grandmasters this season, so I'm I'm excited to see you cast again. Thank you. Yes, I'm. It, for those who who listen or watch my streams, I'm very very hard on myself. <laughs> so of course you know I always think oh i could have done better i could have done better uh so i'm i'm always striving to continue getting better and continue growing and learning so you know i i hope that things that i have worked on show but i i am so excited i'm so thankful 
uh, to, you know, get the chance to do this again. So if you are looking for me casting during the Masters tours, uh, there is a kind of caster rotation. So I won't be on the broadcast the entire time. That would be 12 hours of talking. That would be a lot. Insane <laughs> a <amount>. lot. <laughs> so you won't see me on screen the entire time, but wonderful, uh, wonderful casting crew. So I'm going to get to work uh, with the other casters that you all know and love already. Saddle, Raven, Gia, Lorinda, and Derek as well. So, uh, really looking forward to that, and just a, I didn't put it in our show notes, um, but I just remembered it. We've talked about these couple of cards, and we'll talk about them a little bit more when you log in, right? You have the choice between the Horde and Alliance Legendary. Anybody that is playing, or even if you're just watching, those cards are not allowed for the Masters Tour this weekend, since people won't have access to both of them. So they thought it would be kind of unfair for people to, you know, if one ends up being way better and they picked the other one or something, then uh, they just didn't want that to be like a thing. So those are banned, which is kind of interesting. I don't know how exactly that's going to impact like the meta and what people bring, but we'll see. But I just want to uh, kind of help spread the word about that. Uh, but yes, hopefully, hopefully people can can catch the stream, especially on Friday. But we'll see. It's the last Masters Tour Yay. of the year. So. I'm excited. Excited, excited, excited. Yes. <laughs> well, is that it for tournaments? Well, that the... is it for now, yeah. Well, then we have something else to be excited about. Mage? What? <laughs> what, what are we yes, excited we... about? We're excited about the new expansion. Fractured in All Track Valley, we had a release, a, a reveal uh, video, uh, just about five minutes long. Liv and Cora were in this one, uh, and the, uh, the 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 cheesy campiness that that went with it were was in was in good form. Uh, it was it was really cool to see Cora getting to be part of one of one of these videos. And uh, yeah. I love I loved Liv's. Uh, Horror, horror boys there. <laughs> that was, I love that, that was part a... when she like had to clear her throat or something. Yeah, it's like a, oh. a blooper, but they kept it in. <laughs> yeah, that that was great. So, as part of the reveal uh, video, we got to see ten cards uh, that are that that we're going to talk about here. We have more cards, obviously, coming tomorrow. So, as you're hearing this. There will have been more cards revealed, uh, but we're only going to talk about the first 10 uh, that were revealed uh, during Tuesday's reveal video. Uh, let's let's start with the hero cards, because we, we've got hero cards coming back. Uh, we saw two of them. We saw Cariel and we saw Guff. Uh, Guff was actually, I believe, the first one they showed in the video. I could be mistaken, but uh, Guff is a five mana... Uh, and you get five armor and the battle cry says set your maximum mana to 20 gain a mana crystal draw a card and then you have a hero power called nurture for two mana that says choose one draw a card or gain a mana crystal so you could continue to uh 
gain mana crystals or draw cards going forward after you play this hero card. What what do you guys what do you guys think of this? This see twenty mana seems like a ridiculous amount, especially from uh you know a class that already does pretty well with having a lot of mana and being able to play big things. At first blush, this seems like something that you're going to be able to then play a lot of really big things. Yes, it does. It seems very interesting. It's a very good hero power, obviously. Two mana, either draw a card, which is um, <laughs> you don't have to take two damage, or you can get a mana crystal. So... Uh, yeah, life tap pretty good, and you don't, and you don't actually have to take any hero hero damage for it. You're you're just tapping, no life involved. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Or you get a uh, you get is it an empty or gain? So you gain. So basically, it's one mana gain a ice or a crystal because it does not specify a empty mana crystal. No, that it does seem like you get a full mana crystal, and so so the battle cry sets the maximum at twenty. That doesn't mean you're going to have twenty Correct. right away when you play the hero. It just means that suddenly you'll be able to go past ten, and so like if you're at ten and you play this, you'll you'll have eleven, mm -hmm. and then and then every turn you can add an additional mana crystal, like twelve, thirteen, fourteen, all the way. So that's. That's really weird and, and kind of kind of interesting. It is very interesting. Dragon Rider, what do you think about Guff? Yeah, it definitely is really interesting. I'm also curious to see after you play it, uh, once you get the battle cry, right? Like you were saying, it doesn't set your current mana to 20. It just puts the maximum. Are you also going to gain a crystal like normal past 10 at the start of every turn is what I'm kind of curious on. I feel I would like th you I would, would think so. I would think yeah. so. That's okay. that would be my guess. Yeah, because that's kind of interesting. Because that means, you know, like you said, if you play it on turn ten, let's say, so you're going to spend five on this. You'll still have five. You'll get one back from the battle cry. So then you'd start the next turn with eleven. You'd get the one at the start of the turn, and then you could hero power to yeah. get another one. So you could I mean, essentially gain two, two mana. You you could pay two mana. And you'll gain two mana crystals every turn until you get yeah. to 20, basically. Yeah, and it, it's kind of interesting. I'm just, you know, really curious to see that it does sound super powerful, but I don't know yet. Like, I'm... They wouldn't just make this, like, super OP, right? There's got to be some sort of, like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just, like, trying to rack my brain, like... What? There's got to be some downside or something to this. There's got to be something. I don't know. We've seen a fracture, a fraction of the cards. <laughs> okay. Anyways, <laughs> I know I'm so funny. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. You all, you all can laugh quietly to yourselves. It's fine. I won't be offended. Uh, but it's we've only seen ten cards out of 135, right? So like. I'm kind of scared to see what's coming because I wonder if they're going to put like some crazy, ridiculous, like, you know, 15 cost minion or something crazy. I don't know if they will, but maybe they will like a druid specific. I mean, card. They, they, they've done, they've done cards that cost more than 10 before yeah. and then they get cost redu reduced right. because of something going on. 
you know, you you could presu- presumably have a scenario where you can have a 15 cost druid card that does something absolutely ridiculous that you presumably would need to have played guff first in order in order to be able to play the card. Um but I would have to imagine that would be something just ridiculously powerful if it did. But but I mean that's that's the Pandora's box that gets opened when you do when you create a card like this is you can do that sort of thing. And and yes. gosh, the possibilities that, are that could be, yeah, yeah. Let, let's jump over and let's talk about the other hero card that we saw. It is Light Forged Cariel. Seven mana paladin uh, hero card. Battle cry, deal two damage to all enemies, and equip a two five immovable object. So the immovable object is a weapon. It's actually a seven mana weapon. Uh, again, two five, two attack, five durability. It says this. The weapon says this doesn't lose durability. So you have just five durability on this uh, indefinitely and it says your hero takes half damage rounded up so Ooh. I'm assuming that means like when you're attacking stuff and when stuff is attacking you or like when you when this is open I would think that the, it, it, it that's when that applies right yeah. yeah, I would think it just applies to any damage, whether it's your turn, the opponent's turn. Yeah, because yeah. I get, I get, I guess cursed blade. Like even if it's if it's not your turn, you still take twice the damage when 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 cursed blade when you have cursed blade on. So um, yeah, so you just suddenly take half damage on on all attacks then while this thing is while this is equipped which is which is crazy and we have a bat we haven't talked about the new hero uh hero power for cariel two mana it's called blessing of queens it says give a random minion in your hand plus four plus four so for two mana you give a random minion a blessing of kings yeah that that seems okay (laughs) i think it is, it's good. It's like, I, I'm not saying it's bad, but I don't think it's as good as it sounds right away. But I, I think it's, I think it's a strong hero power, but like it gives something plus four or plus four. You can't put it on something that's on in the battlefield it has to be in your hand. So if you start one of those games where you're running low on minions and you don't find you're not finding your Varian or you know whatever your your bannermen like that might be rough and late because it's also a seven drop so i think it's good i just don't i think it's balanced is what i'm trying to say um there there's down there's potential downside uh yes. to that hero power is what you're saying yeah yes. exactly and number 2 what i would say is that um uh how do i say this um that like i guess what i'm trying to say is that weapon seems very good if this card is powerful and it gets seen a lot of play rust rot rot rust rot viper will be everywhere <laughs> yeah it'll be, oh, it'll be a, I see a lot meta. of vipers <laughs> 
yep get get your snake fangs ready because uh yeah that that was my thought too like if this is popular there's gonna be a lot of snaky boys that's for sure uh, but in fact all the snaky boys oh my gosh it's already good like I've actually been running one Viper in Elemental Shaman, and it's been pretty good. <laughs> like, it helps in some matchups, and if you don't want it, like, cool. Shaman, Elemental Shaman can benefit from a little bit of a uh, draw, so you just trade it off, and it's great. Yeah, if this is popular, I could definitely see that. I'm excited for more Paladin. I, Paladin's one of my favorite classes. I'm not a huge fan of some of the more recent Paladin uh archetypes that we've had lately so i i'm interested to see what this brings but i'm curious if there's something that can generate minions even if they're smallish minions into your hand and then you can kind of generate more value that way this could be good right like you know if you can put some stuff in your hand and then buff it and not have to just have the minions from your deck i feel like this gets better but I'm definitely curious to see how popular this is. I love it. And I love the the play on the uh, the hero power name, the Blessing of Queens. In, <laughs> yeah. You know, in conjunction with Blessing of Kings. Right. Exactly. I, you know, I was thinking the battle cry of the, the AoE damage was a little underwhelming. But then I was thinking about, you know, we had, we've had in the past, you know... Um, two damage aoe's at like at like seven or eight mana attached to bodies before and that that ends up actually being pretty solid all, all told because what it ends up doing is it kind of sort of finishes off things when when your opponent's been taking value trades and things like that this it allows you to not have to waste any any damage by sending either a weapon or 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 a minion or two into to killing off some stuff so so that actually seems pretty good. And yeah, the, the, the fact that the weapon does not remove durability, you take half basically half damage on all attacks coming in until until they find a way to get rid of the weapon. And some decks or you won't get be rid of the to. weapon for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, some decks will not be able to. And so so suddenly that makes it a lot harder. You gotta do twice as much damage in order to kill them at that point. So um I think I think it's I think it's very interesting and I think it's very if this is any indication of what the hero cards are going to look like, there's going to be some pretty powerful stuff here. And uh, I guess that's not surprising, given the fact that, you know, not that you can't run this in a quest deck, but I think you're kind of, it, it's one of those things where you're likely going to be building uh, either a deck that kind of focuses on the hero card, or it's going to focus a little bit more towards a quest, and not necessarily both, and so uh some of the quests are pretty powerful right now so it's 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 got the these these cards have to be just as powerful for you to want to play them say over the quests so all right so we talked we talked about the new keyword it is honorable kill uh we have three examples four examples of those cards uh that we get we can talk about here um Let's talk about the Hunter weapon first. It is Blood Seeker. It is a two mana, two attack, two durability weapon with an honorable kill uh, that says gain plus one, plus one. 
So if you keep killing minions with this, ex- with exact damage, you can keep adding durability and attack to this weapon. So you swing as a 2-2 weapon, you swing and kill a 2 health minion, this suddenly becomes a 3-2, correct? Because you would lose a charge with the attack, but you'd gain one. So then it'd be correct. a 3-2. Yep. And then, it, so it would just basically stay at two durability, and the attack would keep going up. If if you keep killing a two health, then a three health when it's three attack, a four health when it's a four attack. Um, I don't know. That's okay, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know how long you're going to be able to string along that that honorable kill streak. But, uh, you know, if it allows you to get an extra durability charge or something, that seems okay. I was going to say, it seems good, just because if you think about it, I mean, your average minion on turn two has two. And if you get if you get one kill with it, it's an eagle horn bow, bow for two, right? So, that's kind of what I thought, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean... It is requiring your opponent to have a two man or two health minion on the board, which is kind of relying on someone else to have something there for you to do. So I'm not sure, but this at least is interesting to me at first glance. It also means that as a hunter, you are sending this into your opponent's minions and not their face, <laughs> which, you know, uh, maybe maybe there's a different uh, hunter that can kind of come about uh, based on some of the cards. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think it it's okay. Like, it seems decent. I'm just really curious to see. Obviously, we don't know all the cards yet. It's It's so hard to evaluate. And even with all the cards, like... Sometimes evaluating these cards, we're just going to be way off, you know, once we actually get to play things. But it seems decent-ish, and maybe it's a little bit more meta-dependent if there is some more early stuff. But if you're seeing a lot of things like maybe, um, you know, especially in terms of Hunter, if you're seeing, like, quest mages and slower-ish types of decks, or maybe decks that aren't playing a lot of minions, you're probably not running this, but... I, I definitely think people will try it out. I'm curious to see. I feel I feel like maybe killing two minions will probably be the average for it. Mm-hmm. But even if you hit even if you hit one, like you said, Darren, then it kind of becomes uh, an eagle horn bow, and then you just send six damage to face with it. So seems seems all right. We, we've seen we've seen hunter weapon two mana hunter weapons. We've seen two damage weapons that are that 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 have turned out to be pretty well. We do have like the adventurers right now. Those, those, those two, the two, two, two minions that you get like off the death rattle from, from, from one of the, the ooze things or whatever. And, and like the meeting stone generates one and that, that sort of thing. So there are two, Healthed minions that presumably could see some play, along with you know some existing ones like Wand Maker or you know, Wand Maker that will still be in standard at least through this expansion. So I, I think this could see I think this could see some value. And like I said, I think I think if you end up getting one honorable kill with it and get that extra charge and it bumps up to three attack, 
that suddenly seems like a pretty 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 solid deal for you uh we have we have two min we have two minions uh neutral minions that have the honorable kill uh keyword attached to them one is a gnome private i could i almost misspoke that is a one mana one three uh, that says honorable kill gain two attack. So this is going to have to stay on the board or get, you know, rush somehow. Attack a minion that only has one health and then it gets two additional attack and hopefully it survives so that it can actually get that honorable kill uh, effect. I mean, one mana, one threes are okay. I don't know how I don't know that this is like mind blowing, but uh, I don't know. What, what do you guys think? I, I'm le- oh, yeah. I'm less excited about this. I think I think I think I think the weapon is better than this. Yeah, this this. And I typically really like one mana one threes. By the way, that's understandable. But I I see honorable kill, and honestly, I see overkill. And um, and this could be there might be some other breakpoints that um, that you know overkill. It was much harder to do overkill maybe than it was to do an honorable kill. I just right now I'm not super impressed with the mechanic. I don't think it's going to do a lot, but we'll see with. Uh, with uh what we what we see from the the other minions but I, this one doesn't strike me as something that's going to see a lot of play dragon red what do you think um i i think it's okay i don't know the one three bodies for one are pretty decent um it feels like it might be difficult to get the honorable kill effect off so yeah i think i think that's yeah. the that's the thing with this one yeah so i'm kind of not super excited on it but maybe in a more aggressive focused deck the the one three body makes a difference and you know pairing it with some sort of little buff uh like adorable infestation or something makes it a little bit more viable but not sure yet uh, the other minion is a five mana three three. It is a knight captain. Battle cry, deal three damage. Honorable kill, gain plus three plus three. So presumably, if you kill a minion with that battle cry, you'll get the honorable kill, which suddenly makes this a five mana six six, which seems okay. And then suddenly, if you can kill something that's six health. And this doesn't die. You gain plus three, plus three. So I, I think this is a better minion than the gnome private. But I don't know if, I, I don't know if it's that great. Just because uh, doing three damage to something for five mana seems like I don't know how big an impact it's going to have. But you're potentially removing something your opponent has on the board while developing a five mana. Possibly 6-6. Six, six. I think you definitely do not want to play this thing unless you're going to be able to to gain the honorable kill effect because paying 5 mana for a 3-3 three, three really sucks. 
Yeah, I was gonna say it's it. That's one of those that's like, well, I sure I hope this isn't my only play on turn five because, who, that is uh, not a good play that I would want to be making. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I don't like it. It sounds like it has upside for being a six, you know, five mana six six, but something has to have three health on the board for it to do that. If it's not, it's a five mana three three that just like, like look at what do you call it? Um, the waste warden, the wasteland warden that does like three damage to minions of all of the same type, and that barely right. sees play. You know, it's a little different, but like. If it's not doing exact damage, then it might as well be that. You know what I mean? A worse version of that. So, um, but we'll see. Like I said, I'm open to the possibilities. Yeah. If I had to rate it right now on our typical scale, I'd give it like a one or two. It just seems like it's a little too slow and clunky, but I don't know. Uh, I'm really not sure how to value the honorable kill mechanic itself right now either so well i mean yeah it's it's very early on so it's it's probably extremely difficult to tell the last the last honorable kill card we have is a spell for mage it is a two mana arcane spell that's site that's called siphon mana it says deal two damage honorable kill reduce the cost of spells in your hand by one so it's another quest mage spell. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, there's there's already there's already a two mana deal two damage arcane spell that's that's in the deck. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't reduce the cost of cards in your hand. Um, I don't I don't know. I don't think this is gonna see much play frankly, because I think and now I'm drawing a blank as to what that card is called. Rune Dorb. Rune Dorb. Rune, I feel like Rune Dorb is better just because I would rather discover a spell guaranteed discover a spell than conditionally reduce the cost of the cards in my hand by one. I mean, that's fair. It's it's. I think it's an interesting um it gives you options, gives if you, nothing else. It gives you options. Um, I don't know. I, this one, I feel like this one to me is the most interesting out of the the uh, uh, honorable kill cards we have so far. But that, I mean, that's not exactly saying much. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's literally, <laughs> right. it's right. literally the initial ten batch of cards, and they don't generally generally put out the most like powerful of the cards in that first batch so but i mean i can see this being interested especially because mage you know you know um quest mage is still still going to be a thing and um the ability to um uh to reduce the cards that have already been drawn seems very interesting um because i know that's definitely like one of the things that mage sometimes struggles with is like okay well I just drew a bunch of cards and uh, I didn't get my discounts on time. So I'm not sure where to go from here. 
So I, f- right. I, I feel like sometimes like this could actually potentially speed up um, their deck, which is something that they don't have the ability to do in current um, form. So, but it requires a lot. So, I mean, it requires to be able to do two damage to a minion to kill it. So I think it's interesting. I'm not saying it's great, but we'll see. Yeah, definitely very interesting of a card. I, I'm not sure if at least immediately people will include this in their deck, but I could definitely see this being pretty insane when people like discover it or generate it somehow. Um, maybe they will include it. I, I don't know. It's so hard. I, I just, I think you guys are right. I think right now it feels like there's better tools than this, but more discounts aren't necessarily a bad thing either. And if you're already running a deck full of spells, maybe I'm just not sure what they'd want to cut to put this in. So I am definitely intrigued to see how much play this one gets. All right, let's move on to the objective cards. So if you recall, these are those spells that last for multiple turns, which is, which is really kind of interesting. Uh, so it's kind of almost like an effect sort of card. We got th- uh, th- we got a couple of those, two it looks like, of those. Uh, first one is a Paladin card. It's four mana spell done Baldar's Bridge. Says after you summon a minion, give it plus two plus two lasts for three turns. So every minion for the next three turns that you you play this is gonna is going to be plus two plus two bigger. Ah, uh, that seems okay. I mean, this feels like this could actually be like if you were doing kind of a, I, the. This actually feels like this might be okay in like that Paladin Quest deck where where you're try- where you have a bunch of small minions already and you and you potentially are getting a a the 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 buffed hero power that summons two minions and different things like this. Um the, this could be okay with that with that deck. That's um the, the this feels like kind of a payoff for having a, a low curve deck. And that you know, you find this, you play this, and then you play a bunch of much bigger minions for the next three turns. Uh, what do you, Dragon Rider? What do you think of this one? Uh, I'm hyped for this. I really, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so I already mentioned like I love Paladin, right? I want to see some more stuff. This almost feels like a more mid rangey, you know, value ish kind of card. I love it, but it can work in faster decks. Um, but most of all, like I just, I really like this concept of these. Uh, what, what are they calling them again? What are the what's the objective word? Objective cards. That's right. Yes. Um, because they, like you said, they're like an aura, and we haven't seen something like that really yet in Hearthstone. I think there's definitely some other things in like Magic specifically comes to mind, but. There's things in other card games, and I, I feel like this is the first time we're seeing, like, a over a certain amount of turns thing. I'm curious how this actually will play out. Like, is it just a permanent and your opponent can't do anything about it once you play it? Is it going to be a thing that kind of, like, 
sits over on the side of the board that are they going to have some sort of card that can remove it kind of like the restaurant viper can remove a weapon i'm not really sure how those work out yet but if it's not you know interactable that will be very interesting i feel like a lot of people already complain about that but i'm excited for these i think these are going to be really cool and yeah i i i think the plus two plus two for all minions seems like it fits low curve pretty well or honestly even if you're playing some rush minions or divine shield just giving those some extra value seems really good and i I think it fits in a couple different decks and I'm, I'm really excited to actually try some different uh, paladin testing again. I, I did a lot of it with always trying to make Highlander paladin work, which it never did, but (laughs) I'm excited to play test some paladin again when the expansion comes out. I mean, I think this is a, this could be a potentially powerful tool. I mean, you spend four mana and then you get, uh, you know, three you know two more turns after that uh full mana and everything you summon gets plus two plus two that seems very good so i i i'm not sure if it's too slow but i do think i do like the idea it seems very mid-rangey too like it feels like it can spice up the uh the mid game and give them some more power from like they don't have to have the hand buffs. They don't have to um hit, you know, the the jewel kit and the all that other stuff. So um I think it's I think it's very interesting. So um I just thought about this too. Okay. What about all the cards that put out Silverhand Recruits? Yeah, I would I would assume Dude Paladin. <laughs> is it, it Is it back? Yes, because I believe um those are summoned minions. Yeah. So yep. so at that point, the same they, with the hero power, yep. right? Because it, yeah, it would say play any minion you play. Otherwise, so I could definitely see. And again, we don't know all the cards yet. Maybe mm-hmm. there's gonna be another card here. So, oh, that got me even more excited for this. Yeah. And Spam board go. paladin. Let's, let's go. go. <laughs> uh, so the. The other objective card that we got to see was a rogue a, a rogue card, three mana, Snowfall Graveyard. It says your death rattles trigger twice, lasts three turns. So we've seen rogue have, have some death rattle things in the past. Um, the question the question's gonna be is what what death rattles does rogue have access to both in the neutral set as well as their class stuff and and I I, I feel like right now the class stuff is is a little bit is a little bit lacking as far as as far as uh things you would actually want to have uh a death ra- get the death rattle for and so you know maybe there'll be some stuff that's in this in this set um that you would want but it, it even if it doesn't happen right away during fractured in alterac valley this is going to be around for another year and so you know with a rotation of the core set as well as you know more rogue cards in the future uh it may end up being better at at some point if it's not if it's not good right now yeah i'm looking at these uh at the current standard cards and there is 
there is really nothing in the way of death rattle that that is of any great consequence i mean you've got infiltrator lillian is a standard card but uh and then Ticketmaster, which shuffles the three three plush bears into your deck um but there's 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 not not a whole lot else what what do you what do you think of um of snowfall graveyard uh i i I don't know (laughs) yeah yeah exactly uh and that sums it up pretty much yeah so yeah yeah. they they keep trying to do rogue death rattles and i don't know how how often it's worked so i i don't know it seems fun if you can get it do something but i just don't know what you're wanting to do with it right now i feel like that is is definitely one of those cards that could be aimed at future the future but right now like what are you ruby and egg in yeah it is it's part of the okay yeah not that it's gonna see play but it hasn't (laughs) this whole year yet but we'll see Exactly. I, I I think there is just not enough information to to talk to how good that card is right now. Uh, but it better get some support in this set if if it's going to see play during during the uh, the fractured and Alterac Valley meta. All right. So the last two cards are the actually the cards that you can log in and play right now. These are the Horde and Lions uh legendary uh the oh they called them the faction leaders. We have Vandar Stormpike and uh Drekthar. Uh Vandar being a dwarf for the uh for the alliance side and uh Drekthar being an orc for the horde side. So uh let's start with Vandar Vandar Stormpike is a 4-mana 4-4. They're both 4-mana 4-4s. His battle cry says, If this costs less than every minion in your deck, reduce their cost by 3. So reduce the rest of the minions in your deck by 3 is is how I'm reading that. Is that that how you, you both read that as well? Yes. Yep. Okay, and then Drek'thar is a 4-mana four 4-4 four, four Battlecry. If this costs more than every minion in your deck, summon two of them. Two of them meaning two of the minions that are still in your in your deck is how I'm reading that one. Correct. Is that, yes, is that, that, is that how yeah. you read that as well? Yep. All right, so th- those are your options when you log in right now. What, what do you think of these? I, I think... I, I initially I'm I'm gravitating towards the the horde one Drekthar because it feels like I'm more of a mid range to aggroish sort of player so I, I you know I can I can find a deck of one to three mana minions so that I can play this and uh, and, and tr- draw a couple extra of them out um, it feels like I don't know if it's perception. As my, or I don't know if it's reality as much as it is perception, but I feel like you don't necessarily have a lot of time right now to play a bunch of big minions. Um, but there definitely are some decks that are playing some bigger minions. So I, I, I don't know if how much value 
Vend our Storm Pike is going to be because you have to find it, you have to play it, and then you have to uh, um, you have to make sure that if you somehow are, are including other minions that are one to three mana, that you get those out of your deck. And I think it's easier to get like I think it's easier to like have a deck of smaller minions with no big minions than it is to have a a deck full of big minions and no small minions but i don't know what what do you guys think i uh i was messing around a little bit before the show and um i saw like four or five drek cars drek thars on ladder and it's just stealth rogue with weapons <laughs> that it's just it's just like <laughs> so i just i just summoned like warganil for traitor and uh you know like uh the spectral the one that's the one that summons the three one that death rattles one into your hand so i mean it i, I mean i think drekthar's the the better one i wish like i understand like they're like pick your side but i'm like i think drekthar is just unquestionably better but i want i want to be on the alliance side so i pick vandar um so like can I get Drekthar? Like, do I have to wait until the the, yeah. the set comes out? Can I craft him before that? It, I don't think you can. You, can. you have to, you have to wait to get him after the expansion goes live. See, I'm like, I'm like, just like. let me craft him now if I want to play him. I've already I've already committed to playing the Alliance. If I want to play Drek, you know, uh, Drekthar as well, then like, I'll I'll pay the sixteen hundred dust to do it. Like, that's fine. It. That's kind of a that's the annoying thing to me is like I think the the horde is going to win it just strictly on Drexar is better when you log in at this at this second like I think without a question he is the better of the two so I think the horde is going to win. <laughs> okay, Dragon Rider, what do you think? I feel like I've already seen so many people today saying that same thing, but about both cards. That one's clearly better. And I've seen people say that about the Alliance one, too. So it's like, I don't know. I really, um, I, so, yeah, my impression, my impression <laughs> is that uh, the aggression levels right now, this like amps it up to like an 11 for an aggressive deck, like face hunter. This is nuts. Like, but you, you lose, you know, what's his face? Uh. The five Rhinos. drop, yeah, the right, yeah. yeah, I guess. So there's, but I, there's, I feel like it works in a bunch of low curve decks, which are generally pretty decent. So, yeah, it's they're really interesting because they do require you to change the way you build your deck, like both of them, just either way, right? Um, I've I've seen people talking about with the alliance one, putting them into like the quote unquote big decks like big warrior or big demon hunter um so i think draco cat was the one specifically that i saw after i had talked about it on stream and he's like oh yeah i went with alliance because big demon hunter i was like yeah he he would but you know <laughs> that's uh so it's interesting i i don't know how like quote unquote good these are i i I don't know. So, so my my train of thought is, you, you like you're building a deck with 
uh, Drek'thar that's low curve and super aggressive. And if you don't find Drek'kar, you're doing all right. If you don't find Van, uh, what is his name again? I already forgot it. Uh, Vandar. Vandar yeah, Vandar Stormpike. If you don't find Vandar, well, then all of a sudden your all your big minions are full cro- are still full cost. So it's like it feels like like this is a bonus. Like uh, Drek'thar is like just a, a a speed up of your deck, and yes, but he's not necessary. He does not feel like he's like. Icing on the cake. He's a really good card in an aggressive deck. Drexa or Vandar seems like I'm going to keep messing up these names <laughs> over and over again, but like it just seems, it's okay. it seems, it seems to me that like if you don't find Vandar, well then like it's like, well, I shot myself in the foot because I put a 4 4 that can be pulled off Cowardly Grunt. You know what I mean? Like, and, and not a 4 4 that shuffles a 10 10 back into your deck. You know what I mean? So, like, that's why I view Drekkar as better. Okay, can I just read this really quick? Because I just sure. mentioned it, so I find sure. it funny. Four minutes ago, literally four minutes ago, Draco Cat posted on Twitter, does Van enable Big DH? The question everyone's been asking themselves all day. The real question is whether or not running historically suboptimal control tools rationalizes building around a legendary. History and math says otherwise, but I am also sipping on the hopium. <laughs> I, just find <laughs> I was going to say, so that funny. sounds like Draco Cat to me, so yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, that really kind of speaks to exactly what you just said, right? It seems like a suboptimal control-ish kind of tool, later game tool. Because you, it really relies on you finding it. It's great if you find it, but if you don't, you're still paying the big mana for those. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting. Maybe, again, with more cards, yeah, I- there's going to be something. Or maybe these are both cards that uh, are kind of fall into that, like, they see some play when, you know, in that, like, couple window week before the expansion. And then as soon as the expansion hits, they're, like, never seen again. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just I just feel like uh, the aggressive stuff has longer lo- longevity or has more longevity when it comes to it. And like, that's that's the thing. I feel like you build a deck around uh, Jakar and you're fine without him. You build a deck with, like I just said, Vandar. You're just kind of like, and I'm like, I'm thinking, I was thinking about it before we even came on and when I was looking at him, I was like, well, if I take Vandar and I put him in Big Warrior and I get him, like, is it like, okay, I get Rattlegore on six as opposed to potentially getting Rattlegore on six with Cowardly Grunt and Provoke. <laughs> like, it yeah. doesn't speed yeah. up the curve all that much and the whole that de- you know, that that's a deck that's already built around tutoring things out of your deck and cheating mana. Like, it's like, okay, like, I can play, if I can hit this, and then immediately hit the curve. You're, you went mute there. So, I, so I, I, was, I hit Alt-Tab because I was just wanted to make sure. Uh, so that is every minion in your deck by three. 
So if you draw minions, yeah. they're not reduced. So it's it's just it to me it doesn't seem like a competition. Like it, it, it honestly seems like um and I'm not saying these cards are busted. I'm far from that. I I'm not saying that they're busted or too powerful. I think they're very interesting deck building cards, but uh like to me in my opinion Jakar wins like like without question because like he does something regardless of when you play. If you're like 28 cards in and Drakkar comes up, well, you probably weren't winning that game anyways. You know what I mean? He's he's going to do his thing pretty much anytime you pull him out. So, Okay, well, it's okay. Because we're going to get some like 15 cost druid minion. And then you play that <laughs> in that deck with Guff. And then you get to only pay 12 mana Whoa. for that sweet Whoa. druid minion. Oh, Can we bring back Molten Giant so I can out. pay full 20 mana for Molten Giant? <laughs> <laughs> bring back Mountain Giant. Yeah, I, I can pay 12 mana. I can literally pay 12 mana for that Mountain Giant. <laughs> For for what it's worth, Daring, I think I agree with you in your rationale for the for the, for these two cards and and the fact that I get to log in after the show and actually declare my allegiance to a faction means I'm probably going to be uh, breaking the breaking the Doctor Three tie of uh, for the Alliance for the Horde uh, in the way of the Hordes. So, yeah, uh, I mean... because I want that card more. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. If I was really concerned about which card I wanted more, I would have gone Horde. But I, I I, cannot go against the Alliance. You will never... There you go. You will never get me to pick in something like this. If my choices are Horde and Alliance, it is 100% blind loyalty <laughs> to the Alliance. Like, there's no question in go. my mind. I will always pick the alliance you could play the mind games okay and say if i expect horde to be more popular and win i'm gonna pick alliance right now and then when the horde wins i'll get the diamond horde card and then you have both <laughs> that's that's some big, that's brain big brain thinking right there <laughs> big big brain thinking my big don't, don't worry about the fact you have to rely on millions of players uh doing exactly what you hope for <laughs> my, forget that my, yeah, my big brain because i mean you know oh god wisdom of crowds and everything I, I i i see how i can't see how that would go wrong at no, all don't. just at all yeah it, 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 it's fine don't worry about it my big brain play is for the alliance because that's how i am there you so. go a any last comments about the new cards that we've seen today or uh thoughts going into the reveals Reveal season for Fractured in Alterac Valley. Hype, 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 hype. <laughs> My thought is I feel like none of the first few cards they show are ever the best. So if these are not the best cards, I am excited to see what else is coming. Exactly. Let's look at the hero cards. I think I think we're going to see some pretty crazy stuff when it comes to these hero cards, and so it's going to be interesting to see that. And with that, I'm going to transition right over to the poll question because it is hero card related. We have hero cards returning to to, to standard play, and we wanted to know from you: Are you excited to see hero cards available in Fractured in Alterac Valley? Uh, answers are simple. Yes, no, not sure. 
Please vote. Tell us what you think about Hero Cards and the new expansion, and we will share the results with you on next week's show. Speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can uh, follow our top pin tweet to join our Discord and email us on Dr3HS at gmail.com. And you can find myself on Twitter and Twitch at Daring Alkaline. Dragon Rider, what about you? You can find me on Twitter at DonnieDK, D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K, both on Twitch and YouTube, Dragon Rider DK. Uh, you can find me talking all about mercenaries on Spirit Healer, a Hearthstone Mercenaries podcast. And if you're listening to this beforehand, find me uh, casting some Masters Tour Undercity on Friday the 19th. Awesome. And Mage, take us home. Uh, you can find me on Twitter talking about Hearthstone in all its various modes and forms. You can find me talking about other video games I'm playing as well as D&D at Major Death. Also, real quick, I got to play Elden Ring last weekend. It was so good. So good. Just awesome. Yes. Awesome. awesome. I'm, I'm excited. So. Um, all right, guys, <laughs> just, I just had to say that cause that's, that's what I've been thinking about a lot lately. So thank you for tuning in. And as always, you've been listening to Dr. Three. Hey, for the Alliance, for the Horde, or for Switzerland, if that's an option. <laughs> Boom. <laughs>